you know, I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready, but they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. Uh, they've got to be consistent over three days. One thing I always do share with them, there's no more fun in basketball. Well, I say that. There's not much more fun in basketball than winning in St. Louis. As a player, I want Redbirds fans to really remember me by my positive a great teammate and how I'm constantly trying to make somebody next to me better. Well, obviously, if we, if we look at the Eastern game and then the game they uh, played the day before, that's a 46 nothing victory and a 48-10 victory. So what stands out to you? The impressive offensive numbers. You've got Brady Davis, who's throwing the lights out of the ball. Spencer Schnell is tearing it up as a receiver. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Markel Smith and James Robinson. I think they're the backbone of this offense. There's no question that uh, fans are frustrated, and I'm sure there's people um, in athletics who are frustrated with the way the season ended. I mean, Dan would tell you that he's probably frustrated uh, with the way that the season ended. Um, there is no question that the team fell short of the expectations that it had. Uh, yeah, there's no question. Dan Muller was brought in here to win basketball games, and and uh, they should have probably done that a little bit more often than they did this year. I've been really impressed with them this season, and it still feels like they haven't gotten a lot of the attention conference-wide or even big nationally that they deserve because it feels like they're just starting to hit their groove like this past few weeks because they, they had a tough go of it. They had, I think it was five of their first 10 games were canceled due to COVID. But I've been really impressed by how they're playing. I think we've always known the women's team is going to be very good defensively. That was something that Coach Gillespie's always emphasized. But this year, the offense has really kind of taken that next step. Hey, this is Nate Jones, Major League Baseball player. Hey, everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, an ISU Redbird alum. Hey, everybody, Marcus Grant. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. It's now time. It's now time. It's now time. It's now time for the fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 59th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you this afternoon on February 25th, 2021, welcoming listeners to the 59th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where once again it's that time where we cover all things Illinois State University Athletics. It's time once again, Will's 5th Quarter Special fans, for the Redbird Sports Update. The Redbird Sports Update for new and current Will Fifth Quarter Special fans. Just to give you guys a heads up what it's all about, we cover all things from Illinois State men's and women's basketball, softball, baseball, football, and volleyball as it continues to unfold. We bring on new and current guests we've had in the past back on to these type of episodes to join me to help talk about all those important aspects going on with Illinois State Redbird Athletics. There's a lot to talk about with Redbird Athletics currently and you know just with what's going on with the global pandemic we have some current teams playing right now and uh, for the first time we're going to see some sports 
taking place in the spring that usually would take place in the fall. So we're bringing on a new guest appearance to help me talk about that. Now, first, I'm going to go into what we usually start the show with, which is Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia. Now, as I mentioned on the last episode, Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia is currently on hold until further notice. We are trying to improve it, but also improve our social media presence with it. And it's about the fans, you guys. And it's all about you guys uh, with this segment. And it's kind of been difficult. We haven't gotten as much participation from fans as we would like with the segment so we're trying to work on it so that way you guys have more access to using it and um, more encouragement and persuasion to uh, try Wills for Court Trivia so we look forward to more fans trying Wills for Court Trivia when it comes back in the future and that's the only way it's going to get better guys uh, the segment's going to grow the right way not just by us or me as the host and creator adding to it and fixing it it's going to be you guys continuing to hopefully support it and try it i know it's not regular sports trivia a lot of people are used to that but new things are always a good thing to have and to try and that's what wills for trivia has been about since it came into existence not too long ago uh, joining the family of Wills with Core Special and uh, as a second original segment invented on this show by yours truly here, Will Farlow. So please go and, uh, you know, when the segment comes back, participate. Uh, we would really appreciate that. It's a way for us to see how the segment works for you guys and can continue to grow in the right direction. So please be on the lookout uh, for when Wills with Core Trivia is coming back in another episode or a facebook live we will announce that so be on the lookout check out the videos we have on our youtube channel subscribe for free please it can give you access to all live video and visual content we post throughout wheels for the quarter special since its start in december of 2017 and it's got wheels for the quarter trivia examples how it's done how you can follow the clues there's a walkthrough video that walks you through every step of how it works and a promo video that will give you more info on it as well go check that out you know you, you should give it a try uh I know the fans that have tried it so far. We appreciate their support. And, you know, it, a like is great, but a comment is the way we can see who's answering it and who's participating. So please be on the lookout for that when Will's The Core Trivia returns. Now we're headed into the part of the show where we have a new debut guest appearance joining us on another edition of the Redbird Sports Update here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. And it's the new WZND Sports Director on the campus of Illinois State. And he's been their Sports Director now currently since December of 2020. It's uh, someone I've heard a lot of positive things about in terms of his sports perspective and how he covers it. And... It's Leo Stodder. He's joining the show for the first time. So Leo's going to join me on the show here at Will's Score Special for this Redbird Sports Update here on episode 59. And we're going to talk about what's going on with Redbird men's and women's basketball. Redbird volleyball is doing pretty good, so we're going to talk about that. And all other things going on with Redbird athletics, either starting or continuing here on the Redbird Sports Update. So here is my interview with new WZND Sports Director, Leo Stodder. So Leo Stoddaher joining Will's Fifth Quarter Special for the very first time, our debut guest appearance here on another edition of the Redbird Sports Update. And Leo, we got to welcome you to the show for the first time here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special, the new WZNE Sports Director. That's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, but first, welcome on, and how you been doing down there? How's uh, everything going with athletics? Yeah, first, I just want to say it's impressive you got the last name right on the first try. Normally, it takes people two or three times, so you, you did your homework on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a, a different semester, but uh, it's been a lot of fun because we've had, you know, a lot of sports. We've had a lot of weekends where we got, like, five games in five days, or, you know, this weekend we got three games in two days. So it's been very busy, but it's been uh, pretty exciting just because then, you know, sports don't really let up. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something I opened the episode with. I was going to touch on with you just to start this interview is there's a lot of sports going on that are usually in the fall that are in the spring, but we're going to take it a little bit step-by-step. Step. We're going to give Will's the Core Special Fans a loaded edition of the Redwood Sports Update. So we're going to be covering a few different sports going on down there. So let's start with the one that I think is the most interesting of a season, and it's the Redbird men's basketball team. You know, Dan Muller still leading the team, does a real good job, but they're not playing as competitively and successfully as we've seen in past years. So just kind of give us an idea of what you're seeing with Redbird men's basketball so far this year. Yeah, so going into the season, I think we all kind of knew that this was going to be a, a very inexperienced group. They uh, originally only had one senior in Keith Fisher, but then he opted out of the season because of COVID. So this was one of the youngest teams in school history. So we didn't really expect. There were a few players that played in kind of depth roles last year that we were assuming that are going to have to maybe get thrown into those starting roles before they were ready. But it's been, I've been kind of impressed by a few players that have stepped in and have taken strides this year, mainly uh, DJ Horton and Antonio Reed. Those were two uh, sophomores on the team this year. And you can see that they've kind of shelled into those leadership roles and, when the, when the team's doing well, it's those two that are doing scoring the points. But then on the flip side, if they're not getting their point, their you know 15 to 20 points, the team is kind of struggling. So I think a lot of the offense goes through those two. And they've had some good complementary depth players come in, and we've seen Coach Muller. He's kind of had to go with a lot of different options on this team. You know, uh, he's had a lot of different starting lineup combinations. So it's you can see that it's been a growing year for this team. I think early on the expectations weren't that high, but this team has had some more competitive games in the recent weeks. They uh, took Drake to overtime, and Drake's one of the top teams in the Valley as we're flirting with being ranked, and so that was a good sign of some growth. They got blown out the next day, but in the first game, it was a competitive effort. They swept the season series with Bradley for the first time in a while, so there have been some good moments from this team, but I think what concerns me most is they've had some trouble fishing games here and there where they can hang with a team for, you know, most of the first half and about half of the second half and then just kind of run out of steam at the end. I think part of that comes with the experience. They're playing against some older teams that have, you know, years of experience finishing games out before. So I think this year has been this team getting experience. Maybe some guys have been starting before they were ready, but it could really pay off in the long run. And, you know, looking at how things are shaken out before Arch Madness, they are sitting last in the Valley, but they have their season finale series against Northern Iowa this weekend. And if they sweep that series, they can move from 10th to 9th, which could put them in a position where they'd have to face Bradley in the first game of Arch Madness, which that's a matchup I really like. I think they could potentially then get past the first game this year if they face Bradley. So they're going to really have to take care of business this weekend against Northern Iowa. Yeah, I like what you're saying, and I think it goes down to what I was thinking as well, Leo, about this team. And I think that's present. It doesn't matter what level we talk about here, high school, collegiate, professional, it's with any sport as well. When you have a really young team like this, even with the most experienced head coach, it seems like, especially in this Redbird men's basketball team's case this year, as well as last year what we've seen, they're learning to win games together. I think, you know, that's what it's going to come down to as well, just off of what you're saying. And just kind of looking at the record, they are having trouble in the conference as well. You know, uh, their home and away records are pretty close, 3-6 and six at home, 3-9 and nine and away. So 
I can kind of see where you're coming from, you know, like what you're talking about with finishing games, because it does come down to they will go out to a lead a little bit, I've seen, but then it's kind of hard to close out that game. And I think that just comes down to experience. And, you know, just one following question off of that, you know, Arch Madness, do you see them getting into Arch Madness based on where they're at in the standings? Yeah, I think the, the, the teams at the bottom, they've been competitive against. So I'm not saying they could go all the way in this tournament, but they could maybe pull off a win against Bradley or Southern Illinois, if that's who they have to go up against in the play-in round. And then, you know, who knows what comes next. You're playing on borrowed time after that. But if you could maybe end the season after getting the win in St. Louis, that could really spur some more momentum going forward into next season. Yeah, I definitely, you know, we, we cover all that stuff here at Will Score Special, so we hope uh, the Redbird men's basketball team can do that. Dan Moore does have that experience we've seen before. He has played for the Redbirds before historically, so let's hope that will come out and uh, this young team can maybe pull off some upsets. That's always a beautiful thing to see in March basketball. We're going to head over to the women's side of basketball now, Leo, and this is a team that really came out with the right foot a few years ago when they brought a new coach in Kristen Gillespie. And now this team right now is at a record of 12 and six conference record, respectively nine and six and, and a very impressive eight and three record at home. So Leo, what do you think of what the record women's basketball team has done under coach Kristen Gillespie? I've been really impressed with them this season and it still feels like they haven't gotten a lot of the, the attention conference wide or even big nationally that they deserve because it feels like they're just starting to hit their groove like this past few weeks because they, they had a tough go of it. They had, I think it was five of their first 10 games were canceled due to COVID. So really when it came into January, February, when the conference season was really starting, they were still kind of getting their conditioning, getting their, their feet wet with uh, the season where, you know, some teams maybe had played over 10 games already and they were really just getting started. So they didn't get much of a non-conference trial this season, but I've been really impressed by how they're playing. I think we've always known the women's team is going to be very good defensively. That was something that Coach Gillespie's always emphasized. But this year, the office has really kind of taken that next step where the three ball has been very, uh, very important to this offense. And they have kind of a multitude of players that can knock down those big threes. And that really helps them get away or make, take some huge leads in some ball games. So I think the offense has evolved too, which has been really impressive. And they, you know, they've hung in there well against some of the top teams in the Valley. They just swept Drake last weekend for the first time since 2012. And then the weekend before that, they lost both games to Missouri State. But that second game was an overtime thriller, just a really – or almost overtime thriller. Uh, they lost in a buzzer beater. But uh, so they've had some really competitive games against the top teams in the Valley. And I think they are in a great position moving forward as they head towards Hoops and Heartland. Yeah, and one of the things – I'm glad you mentioned three-point shot. I, I think that's one of the players uh, – you know, I used to go there as a student two years ago covering athletics like you guys are down there uh, over at D&D. And one of the players that was a rookie at the time, you know, first year, but now is really coming into her own as a redshirt sophomore, Mary Crompton, you know, is pretty good at the three. Paige Sale was a very strong shooter at the three senior this year. And, you know, I just think that team has the drive. I think from what you're saying, this is what I take from it as well, is Kristen Gillespie brings that energy to that team, you know, and you can almost see that mirrored a little bit in uh, other Redbird teams, you know, that drive, that confidence, and just that team first effort those players have. And I think that's what 
impresses me about this women's basketball team, you know, it's the way they're approaching their matchups. You know, they'll start off the game pretty tightly contested between a team, but then they'll close it out. You know, like they uh, just looking at some of the games here in their schedule early on in the year, uh, after ones you mentioned that were uh, canceled due to COVID, they really stayed in the driver's seat in the standings right now. And just looking at their upcoming games, Leo, they have Bradley uh, tonight, or they have Bradley tonight at six, and they have two games against Loyola on the road before Houston Island. So based on that schedule remaining where the team is, where do you see them finishing uh, headed into Hoops in the Heartland? Yeah, so this is a tough way to end the season because those are three big games, three top teams. They played Bradley well last time and got the win, and Loyola's been kind of in a, in a solid rhythm this season, and that's who they're just ahead of in the standings. So I think they could realistically win all three of those games and that could put them in maybe entrenched in second place behind Missouri State, which is a really good spot to be sitting into the tournament. And, you know, after they had a bitter taste in their mouth after just barely losing Missouri State two weeks ago, that could be a matchup. If they get them again in the conference tournament, they're not going to let them get away so easy again. Yeah, and I want to, you know, just finish on that. I think it's pretty impressive what they're doing though you know like you said they're not as well known in the conference and I think that's going to probably give them even more drive in that tournament coming up you know I think that's the beauty of March basketball whether it's men or women you never know what to expect doesn't matter what seed the team is any team can surprise you and uh, seems like to me as well as what you're sharing with us here that that could be the case for this team and now we got to head into this next part here Leo it we're seeing Redbird football for the first time in the spring, not in the fall. So just, you know, since it hasn't started yet, I believe it's starting this weekend. What are your opening thoughts about it in the spring for the first time? Like, is there still that same level of excitement on the campus for it, even with uh, a COVID-style spring season? I definitely think there's a lot of excitement because you got to remember where this team was when they last played. They were – they gave North Dakota State one very good game in the FCS playoffs so that after a deep playoff run last year, we had to wait a little longer. And then after seeing James Robinson succeed so well in the NFL, I think excitement's at an all-time high in Redbird football, even though there are a lot of questions for this team because they did lose a lot of key players from both sides of the ball uh, just because of COVID uh, transfers and to the NFL draft. But I think – with Coach Stack, he's so good at running that very great defense and just a simple offense that you can kind of plug and play with players. So I think that, you know, they could, if they find the right players to put in to replace, you know, guys like Robinson and Brady Davis or Romeo McKnight on the defensive side, they could pick up right where they left off last season. So I'm, I'm really excited for the football season. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of excitement still. I think, you know, it's just interesting, you know, how fans are going to be able to go to the games or, you know, at least watch it, luckily, you know, due to this uh, type of situation. I think that's the beautiful thing about sports is pandemic or not, athletes are playing through it and uh, doing what they love. And I think fans appreciate that as well, probably on the campuses of Illinois State. And, you know, it, there's a lot of other things going on, I've heard. So, uh, you know, we always do this in the Rubber Sports Update, Leo, so I'm going to ask you what other sports are going on down there on campus in Illinois State that uh, we should keep an eye on during the time in uh, uh, pre-spring season of sports. 
Is there anything we should really keep an eye on uh, right now? Definitely one thing to keep your eye on is the ISU track and field team because they have their conference meet this weekend, and the women's teams won it the last three years. The men last won it in 2019, I believe. And this team is just a very competitive program. We just saw high jumper Kamisha Smith broke the school record in the high jump and is ranked number six in the nation. So they're getting some national notoriety and are just one of the top teams in the conference and are looking to add to that milestone, hopefully keep the streak going because this team has had a shortened indoor season, but they've been doing very well against some tough, tough uh, power five teams in their schedule early on. Yeah, it's, I, I think it just comes down to what we've been talking about. It's great to see athletes being able to do what they do through these circumstances. So we are, we want to thank you for joining Wilson Court Special for the first time. And, uh, you know, we always enjoy talking about sports, and college sports are just as important as professional. And uh, the uh, Wilson Court Special support WZD, what you guys do in uh, covering Redbird Athletics and the way it's covered. So, uh, keep up the good work down there with your crew, and uh, we hope to have you on again in the future. So uh, thanks for joining us here on Wilson Post Special for uh, another edition of the Redwood Sports Update. Thanks a lot for having me. So that was some good insight from our debut guest appearance and the new WZD Sports Director, Leo Stodher. And it just goes to show, you know, like we talked about in the interview, you never know what to expect, and a lot of these athletes that are expecting to play in the fall like usual – um, that are playing in the spring a little bit, you know, it's different, but they're still getting to play the game they love uh, to continue to grow and to continue to bring positive and successful excellence that uh, it seems Illinois State University's Redbird Athletics c- continues to uh, foster through their athletes. So we wish all the Redbird uh, teams at Illinois State University and Redbird Athletics nothing but the best of luck, safety, and good health. We at Wilson Court Special wish our support and uh, kind wishes of good health and uh, success and safety to all Redbird athletes over at Illinois State University, coaches, staff. We wish them nothing but the best of luck from us here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Now we're heading into the ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports. Now we're heading into the favorite ending segment of the show every fan enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite movie from their favorite... This segment... Now we're heading into the favorite ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page at William D. Farrell and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read and featured on future Will's Fifth Quarter specials. So my Will's Sports Movie Moment favorite choice is going to be Rocky. It's a very good classic Sylvester Stallone movie. It's all about confidence, uh, the desire to conquer any obstacles you have or adversity in your way. And it compares really well with the Illinois State Redbird men's basketball team, I think. You know, they're going through a rebuilding stage. I know we had Anthony Ferretti back on episode 46 for our last Redbird Sports Update where he talked about that with us. And 
that's still the case with this team. They have a lot of young players as uh, Leo uh, Stoddard joined us uh, to talk about a little bit when we covered men's basketball earlier here in the episode. And, you know, it the, the scene that I think compares to it the best is, you know, when Rocky is getting ready to fight Apollo Creed and he's it's the fight scene you know he's in the fight and he's not the most experienced fighter out there you know he's an underdog and you know he has the talent and the potential he just needs to show his hard work and training that you know it can pay off and he's facing the heavyweight champion in the world Apollo Creed and you know it starts out back and forth Apollo's he knocks Apollo Creed out you know and he's you know, getting on Apollo a little bit, and then it's back and forth, and then Apollo sees, oh, Rocky's coming back. He's a dangerous fighter. He's staying in it. He's going the distance and fighting through it, uh, the adversity, and has a desire to conquer this obstacle. And, you know, Rocky doesn't end up winning, but, uh, you know, he learns that he is worth it, you know, to continue fighting, and he is worth it to um, keep working hard and to, you know, chase that championship. And I think it compares well to Redbird men's basketball and, you know, where they're at currently. They have an experienced head coach in Dan Moore that's played at Illinois State before, so he knows what it takes um, to find success and to win. But you have a younger team, you know, that's kind of learning still how to do that, how to win. You know, that's what you see with a young sports team. doesn't matter what level it is, high school, collegiate, professional, any sport anyways, this is pretty much a relevant idea to where you need to learn to win. Not just, you know, individually as the player, but as a team together. And I think that's what they need to do. They're trying to do that. They are pretty low in the standings of Missouri Valley Conference, but that doesn't mean they can't continue to win as best they can and continue to grow, in the, not just in the standings and worry about that, but to grow for next season, for the future of the, um, you know, program. And I think that's what's really going to have to come down to it. You know, I've seen a few of the – pretty good amount of the games this year where they are in it but you know they're still learning to win as a team you know a lot of these young players so I think this scene from Rocky really compares well to the Redbird men's basketball team and uh, you know their future in the Missouri Valley is bright but they need to continue growing in the right direction you know take it one game at a time one quarter at a time and you know just to put their best foot forward so that is my choice uh so that's my Will Sports Movement choice. Uh, Rocky, I think, is uh, a good relation to the Redbird men's basketball team and what they're going through right now, trying to um, you know, rebuild this program with young players as they have since last year and uh, hopefully a bright future for them as well. That is all the time we have in Episode 59 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we continue to cover all things Chicago sports as the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs Begin spring training action. We will continue to keep you posted as things continue to unfold up to the regular season when it comes up. We also will continue to cover all things Chicago Bears as they are in their off season. We also continue to cover all things Chicago Bulls during their regular season towards the end of the first half year and when the second half begins. We will also continue to cover all things NCAA collegiate sports. Getting you set for March Madness pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that as everything continues to unfold. We will also continue to cover all things Illinois State Redbird Athletics as we do 
on the Redbird Sports Update. I want to thank our debut guest appearance, Leo Stodher, for joining the fifth quarter sports talk here at Wheels Court Special. Leo, it was a pleasure having you on, and we hope to have you on again in the future. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with our debut guest appearance, WZND Sports Director Leo Stodher, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow and share it with us with the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.